like sports and we don't care who knows. Welcome back to another episode of the Burke Boys Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Um, your host, uh, Braden, with my co-host, Yags. Yags, how you doing, buddy? All right, buddy. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Not too shabby. Just uh, living life. You know, getting ready for Christmas. You know, it's it's, it's Christmas time in the city right now. It's, uh, it's green. It's green. Greener than ever. No white Christmases, eh? Oh, no snow on the ground. There's no, no snow up there either. No, no, no. Uh, well, just like whatever I shoveled like a week ago, it's still, you know, piled up. But it's pretty much melted, man. Like, I don't know. It's gonna, We're going to be uh, It's gonna be a far, far-fetched to see a little bit of a white Christmas going on here. But, yeah, uh, I, I got back here, and it's just bone dry. Yeah. No, and um, they got snow where uh, Red Deer, where you were? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Because I was talking... Not a, lot. Not a lot there, though. No, I was talking to a truck driver at work today, and uh, he was saying that he lives just uh, just around Edmonton there, just outside Edmonton, and he's like, man, it's it's weird. Like, we got no snow. It's like plus three most days. I'm like, yeah. Because he was asking, he's like, you guys ever get snow out here? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Every, every winter, it's always white. I mean, it's not... It's like warmer usually, aside from a couple cold spouts. But um, yeah, no, he he, uh, he was saying that Edmonton's pretty like uh, not not white, not normal. But I guess that's kind of what they predicted this year. But um, yeah, yeah, no snow. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm not a big snow guy, but it is kind of weird not to see snow at uh, Christmas time. Uh, this was a bad year to. You work first year working heli skiing, no fucking snow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, eh? like you think, yeah, you'd probably be like full bore, like let's go kind of deal, right? Yeah, we were supposed to be full bore, like beginning of December. Yeah, a little slower. Sitting, sitting on my hands right now. Yeah, right on. <sighs> um, anyways, boys, um, we're back with a uh, a podcast, a hockey one. We're a day late. Uh, just kind of figured. Well, we'll we'll record on Tuesday. Both Jaeger and I took losses, so you know what that means. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't want to be here. <laughs> we don't want to be here. But uh, we have obligations to uh, perform in our contracts, so uh, we're gonna have to do that. Um, league-wise, actually, a uh, couple news and notes around the uh, NHL this week that I uh, dug up, or not dug up. I just. Uh, correlated um so early in the week uh, craig berube got fired there for the yep. st louis blues um in came i who even came in i don't even know uh don't care don't have the name on top of my head but anyways craig berube is the guy that uh you know took over for uh mikey o in 20 uh was it 2018 2019, 2018, whatever, when St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup, took over mid-season, and then they went on that incredible Cinderella run to uh, basically go from the bottom of the league to the uh, uh, to make a playoff spot, and then go all the way 
and uh, obviously win a win a Stanley Cup. And um, yeah, so I, I, he got fired, and then actually uh, you see that shit with Jordan Cairo. Yeah, he's doesn't sound like he was a big Barube guy. Yeah, I guess right after you know he was asked like uh, about uh, Barube, and obviously Jordan Cairo's not not one. Of, he wasn't one of those guys that uh, was part of that Stanley Cup run or whatever. But um, he was there. Was Cairo there? Yeah, I don't think he was very old, but he was there. Are you sure? You look that up because I don't think he was. But uh, I guess he wasn't a big Barube guy, and he was saying that, uh, um, or he was asked about the uh, what, what, you know, the, the uh, twenty. Uh, oh no, he, he didn't make it. Yeah, it was twenty eight, twenty eighteen, or yeah, no, he didn't. He must not have gotten. He probably didn't get a ring, anyways. But uh, he was just a young lad. Um, I guess he's now their their best player or one of their best players. But he was asked, um, you know, uh, about the firing and stuff, and he basically said, uh, "I don't know. He's not my coach anymore. No comment." And then uh, little St. Louis fans there, they they got a little butt hurt about that. Which I mean, I mean the guy's saying, "Hey, no comment." You know, like, uh, he's not my coach. Like, I just want to focus on my game and, and winning games and playing hockey. Um, so I don't think he's, what he said was that bad, but St. Louis fans were all butthurt, and they were freaking booing him every time he was touching the puck and shit the next game. And, like, holy. Like, I understand Barube is, like, the guy will probably have a statue outside, uh, outside the arena, wouldn't you say? Like, just to go on that incredible run. Like, that was magical time there in St. Louis. And Barube was... It was the the, the 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 table that turned, you know? Like, that was, like, the turnaround for them was uh, get, bringing Barube in there, Craig Barube. Um, yeah, and then I guess uh, then St. Louis fans felt bad. I guess Cairo got interviewed after, and then, um, you know, it was kind of emotional. He didn't like getting booed, and he was kind of being, you know, a little sad about it. And then uh, I guess the next game, they're cheering him on and shit. So I mean, a little feel good story at the end of that. Um, another firing took place this week, big one. Uh, Ottawa finally gets rid of DJ Smith. Like finally, like what? What's your take on it? Why did it take so long? Yikes! I think. This year, it was just kind of because they fired Dorian earlier in the year. Yeah. And I don't think they wanted to rock the boat too much right after that. So I think they waited and decided this was the time to let him go. He's kind of been on the hot seat past couple of years. He's they, been there for six years. Six? I, I thought it was only like four or something. I'm pretty sure I read six years. Or no, that's Sheldon Keefe. Sorry, DJ. I think DJ's been there for four years. But... Like, I don't know. He was uh, he was touted as a players' coach, and all the players love playing for him. But it's like, I mean, if you're if you're not getting the job done, like, like continuously, especially this year, the centers had high hopes. Like they were they were supposed yeah, was, to be a lot better. It's like when uh, because remember when Detroit had Jeff Blaschel for years and years? Yeah, and yeah. the team stunk, and they just kept him because they weren't expected to do anything. Once the expectations got it, kind of got raised, yeah. and the team fell below those, then they got rid of Jeff Lashill. This is kind of the same, I think, for Ottawa. Yeah. Curious choice going with Jacques Martin, though. 
I that's interim basis. Just weird because I haven't heard that name in a while. I know. Because <laughs> they brought him in actually before DJ got fired, eh? Like they brought him in, and uh, as like an, a senior advisor to the coaching, to basically oversee like what's going on, what's going on wrong in the room, and then also oh, they already put him on payroll. They already had him. On, yeah, and they knew they were going to fire DJ Smith. Yeah, if the team had a slow start. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically what happened, and uh, they. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it was a week later, man. I heard about the Jocks Martin uh, hiring like probably a couple days ago. I don't think it was that long ago that I that, that they hired him. But then, yeah, they fired DJ last night. Was it? Finally, I don't know. Hey, hey, like I mean, the players were saying like, oh, it's not the coach's fault, but it, it seems like the DJ was a little bit too buddy buddy with the boys. You know, you need a kind of a hard ass. And I noticed that firsthand with uh, the Canucks, right? Like, Bruce Boudreau is just a, you know, he's a buddy-buddy coach. Uh, a funny guy. Good guy, you know. Like, good coach guy. Good players coach. But then uh, you bring in Talkit and, it, it, you know, you, you need a little bit of that buddy-buddy, but also hard ass. Be accountable situation, right? Well, uh, it's, it's sort of true and untrue. You see across, it's a across all sports or at least the ones I follow where a team will have a coach for a while and whatever co- style that coach is as soon as the results go down first thing to do fire the coach that's just how it works and then they go in and they bring a coach who does, who's like the exact opposite of the coach they fired thinking that that's the magic run yeah. and sometimes sometimes you get like a bump or whatever but then coaches are hired to be fired basically yeah well, that's why they they actually get guaranteed contracts. Like, when they get fired, they still get paid. So that's. I mean, that's that's probably why they have guaranteed contracts. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're they give a coach a five year contract. Like, yeah, you're probably gone by like year two or three, but yeah, yeah. I just always remember uh, when Canucks fired Alain Vigneault and they hired Tortorella like to a five year, like pretty big contract, and then they fired him within a year. Um, that was the exact situation that you're talking about was like they tried to go a different way a whole new system that the team wasn't even built around and then they brought John Tortorella and it's like okay John Tortorella's a good coach but he's I mean you're not gonna get the Sedin's blocking shots and shit right like it's just that's just kind of yeah it's exactly what you're saying but it's uh, it's it's more prevalent in football because it's kind of easier like a team will have a defensive-minded head coach. They fire him, and then watch them hire an offensive-minded guy the next time. Hockey, it's, it is similar. Like as It's more kind of a personality, I think, for hockey. Yeah, hard-ass or buddy-buddy kind of. Yeah, or, or some, some mixture of the sort. Or yeah. Um, maybe more defensive coaching style versus offensive. But, yeah, you see it. Like They'll think that that's the one. I guess it, the only time I can really think of it like the Barube thing, obviously, when he was hired, that worked as well, and doesn't end up always working like that. Yeah, you see a coaching bump, but actually, this if, this year, if, if you go, if you fall flat, and your first instinct to fire the coach, I'm not big on it. I think you can usually see deeper problems than just yeah the coach, but the coach is always the easy answer. So you see two that's a scapegoat loser. 
two lose their job this week. We're up to four now on the season. Four firings, man. I think we're more than that. We're only. What are we? We're only. Ken hit Ken or not Ken Hitchcock? Sorry, uh, Woodcroft. Woodcroft, Berube, Smith. I swear, there's another one. Uh, Dean Everson. Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota. I think that's Everson. Um, is that only four? I can't think of any other one. I feel like we talked about way more, but uh, yeah, no. Um, I think last year we had quite a bit too. Actually, like I seen that Sheldon Keefe of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's the longest standing Canadian uh, head coach, and Toronto fans. They're sick of Sheldon Keith. They want a new guy in. Well, that's oh five. Hey, that's five coaches because Mike Babcock was fired at the start of the year. Well, that was before the start. Of the I know, but come on, like you gotta include Mike Babcock. And he didn't get fired. He resigned. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but he would have been fired if he refused to resign. Yeah, we'll count it as a half. Okay, four and a half coaches fired. Um, yeah, I think even Keefe is the second longest tenured coach in the league. Cooper's probably, yeah. Cooper's the only one who's lasted longer. But that, I don't know. I, it's just funny to see it happen all the time. And then teams just keep hiring the same guys. Shout to St. Louis. So they, they hired a different guy. Drew Bannister, I looked it up. Had a coach in the NHL before. Yeah, and he's from uh, the their, their AHL affiliate. I believe so. I think he was there for a bit. I think he was also an assistant coach there for a bit as well. Oh, okay. Um, so on the Senators topic, one interesting little thing that I, I was reading, uh, they're they're a bottom five team, and they have a plus two goal differential. And all the other teams, if you look at the standings, it's like minus like 36, minus like, like 27, like all the other ones. And they're just kind of stand alone there. Like, even the teams that are ahead of them in the standings, they're at a minus differential. Like, it's like, what? what is the case there? What's going on there? Are... I think you have they... to look, look into the numbers a bit. Like, I'd, I'd have to look at their PDO numbers, and they're probably, like, just outrageously unlucky or something. Yeah. Or... And, then that'll, and then that'll average out, and it'll be, oh, coaching bump. Because... I feel like when I see them play, it's like um, it's a lot of one-goal games, and then when they win, they they win like three-one, kind of sort of thing, right? Like it's like they lose by one goal, like they score a lot of goals. They let in they 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 signed Corpusalo this off-season. They thought maybe they had their goaltender. It just it's not working out there for goalie-wise. They're up actually right now three-one. Uh, last time I checked. Uh, to Arizona and Arizona's not hasn't been a bad team this year. Actually, they're in playoff contention right now as we speak. But um, so they're up three one after the coaching change. But uh, Jacques Martin, like who did he coach for? Like he coached he coached Ottawa like twenty years ago. Yeah, did he ever coach Montreal? No, I'd have to assume so. He's been a part of the game for a long time. He's a tenured guy, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember who else he coached. Because he coached yeah. in like the 90s and stuff. So they also brought in uh, Daniel Alfredson too as assistant coach. Yeah, that's... 
he's been in the organization for a while. He's yeah. been various things. Yeah, he's he's actually been. Uh, you know what the Sedin the Sedins are part of the Canucks coaching staff as a development. Uh, like they, they work individually with players, and that's what Alfredson was doing with uh, the Ottawa Senators was working individually, like with like a power play. You know, sort of just kind of coaching singular players at a time. You know, if they're having a rough spell and stuff, that's what Daniel Alfredson was doing. But now he's part of the bigger picture with uh, Jacques Martin. Jacques Martin's only there for interim basis. I don't. I feel like yeah, he's an older guy, right? He might not want to, you know, be a head coach. Like I can understand that more of an advisory role. Uh, role, sorry, war role. Um, but yeah, no centers. They're up three one. So I mean. And hey, we've seen it this year already. We've seen it. They fire p- teams have fired coaches and have gone on a run. Edmonton fired fired uh, Woodcroft, and they've they've been pretty good since. I think they lost tonight, didn't they, against the Islanders? But yeah. there there were still seven and three in the last ten when I look. Now they're probably six and four. But um, they went on a bit of a bump. Minnesota went on a bit of a bump. They were seven and three uh, last time I looked as well. Uh, I think St. Louis won like the next like three games or two games after Barube. They lost pretty big to Tampa Bay tonight, but uh, it's been a bit of a bump um, after you know firing coach. And I, I, hey, I'm a Canucks fan. We fired uh, we fired uh, Travis Green a couple seasons ago, and we had that huge Bruce Boudreau bump. Almost made the playoffs, and then uh, last year we fired Bruce Boudreau, and then we went on a bit of a talking bump, and then the talking bumps sort of kind of, hey, maybe we got our guy, right? Um, but, I mean, I'm not advocating for it, like like you said. Like, I hate to see these guys get fired and, and all that, but I think I think Ottawa didn't want to rush into it, right? They they don't even have their GM yet. They don't. They, like Steven Steos is just there as an interim basis. They're still looking for a GM. Like, yeah, I think they they'll probably end up giving the job to Steos. Yeah, because he he kind of he left Edmonton where he's an assistant GM to go be assistant GM for Ottawa, and I think that was with the understanding that they're probably going to get rid of Dorian yeah. and put him in the in the job. Yeah. He'll probably lose the interim tag at some point. Martin is probably just a placeholder for the rest of the year. I was thinking this. Ottawa Senators are literally like the Canucks like three years ago, I feel like, or like even a year ago. Like they're they're on the same trajectory. Uh, Dorian is kind of the Jim Benning, you know what I mean? Like, I see, like, I see what you're saying. The stamp that Dorian, like if, if Ottawa it becomes good in the next couple of years, the stamp that Dorian put on that team is going to be there. But the decision makings, like Jim Benning was terrible at decision makings. Like like they just need to find that general manager right now that can kind of piece things together. And I'm sort of seeing it now at the Canucks. I hate to keep bringing because I know you hate it, but I know we have Canucks listeners, but bringing in Patrick Alvin and Rutherford, they're, they're making these small deals that are kind of piecing the core together and, and building them up. And, man, some of these deals, like, uh, that that Alvin and Rutherford are making is, like, uh, um, deals that, like, I, I feel like Jim Benning would have overpaid for, like, massively. 
Like you need to have a smart hockey mind in there kind of thing. But I, I just feel like that Ottawa is like Canucks from a couple seasons ago or even a season ago or two seasons ago. Uh, and they're just trying to work it out. It looks like a mess right now. But I feel like like they have enough talent there. There's enough talent to to get out of that. They need to get a goalie, yeah. though. They need to get a goalie. Yeah, there's there's the kicker. Yeah, at least Canucks had a goalie ever like the whole time. Um, I think you're cutting out on me. All right, uh, little technical difficulties. Don't know what happened on the last little portion or what we were talking about, but uh, we'll move on. I got a couple news and notes. Mark Andre three uh, returned to Pittsburgh. Uh, this has kind of been his bit bit of a farewell tour um, around the league. You know his his kind of last hurrah. I guess Marc-Andre Fleury back to Pittsburgh. He got benched, or not benched, but, like, they didn't start him. The Wild didn't start him. Uh, A little rough kind of period. I guess a lot of Pittsburgh and just uh, fans around the league were kind of pissed off about it. Um, But, uh, yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury did not play in Pittsburgh for his potential last game in in, in Pittsburgh. And uh, I guess, yeah, everyone was a little pissed about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury, I mean, it's been a staple since we were kids, eh, Jaeger? Like, I mean, those nice yellow pads he always, uh, he wrapped in Pittsburgh, you know? Like, you're a go- you were a goalie. The sick yellow pads. Yeah. You, were you, like, when you were, you were a goalie, right? Who was the, the goalie you wanted to emulate the most when you were, uh, when you were a kid? When you were playing house league? And Hendrik Lundqvist, I just want to be hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> just a man rocket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, like, Flurries was probably up there, right? Like, having those sick yellow pads. Like, Those are not sick. Uh, dude, those are sick. But, anyways, but Marc-Andre Fleury um, didn't start his last potential game in, in Pittsburgh. But And they Wild ended up losing 4-3. And, like, Gustafson... Uh, hasn't even been playing very good. I don't know. I think it's been pretty split on who's the better goaltender in in, in the wild right now. And uh, I feel like it's just like a pretty big kick in the knackers, right, to not start him. Not really. I mean, yeah, everybody's going to have a big deal about it. But you're talking about a team that's fighting for their their lives to try and get into the playoffs. They've already fired their coach. They're not starting a goalie just because – he used to play for that other team. If they feel Gustafson's the guy to go with, I'm not on top of how they've been doing, but I don't think either one's been great. But, I mean, if you're you're trying to make the playoffs, you can't factor stuff like that into who you're starting. That's true. I, I, but... I, know, it's, I know it sucks to hear, but it's the truth. It's what... The, it's what who are the... John Hines... Yeah, John Hines has another coaching job. It's what he thinks is the best decision, and whoever is the goalie coach there, I can't remember, or I I have never known. I <laughs> yeah, I, I was <laughs> gonna say, do you know the goalie coaches for all the teams in the league? Um, yeah, no, I my my thing though is like there's I feel like with goalies especially uh, more more than uh, players, there's might be a little bit more pep in your step though. You know, you have like a like a, an emotional return. You, you play a little bit harder just in but your I mean, mental state i don't know i i don't know 
counterpoint is like all the, a lot of those core guys on Pittsburgh, like Crosby, Malkin, and such. They've spent a lot of time around Mark Mark Andre Fleury. They Mark Andre Fleury. They probably know his strengths and weaknesses a lot better than they know that's, Gustafson's. That's true. That's true. Anyways, they ended up losing to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's been shit. Pittsburgh has been shit. Like, they do not look good. Their power play is not scoring. I don't know. That Eric Carlson trade, it's just a senior home over there. That's all I got to say about Pittsburgh. Um, old uh, Lindy Ruff passed Ken Hitchcock for uh, fourth most uh, wins in the NHL. Lindy Ruff's. You had me there for a second. You just said Lindy Ruff passed, and I was about to say R.I.P. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he does look like, he looks a little old, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, he's been at it for a while. Yeah, he's been at it for a while. Uh, Ovechkin, 12 games without a goal. Bit longest drought of his career. What do you make of that? I mean, he's getting old. He's He's on the back nine now. And, like, yeah, he'll probably end up passing Gretzky, but, I mean, he's not going to be putting up numbers like he did in his prime anymore. Well, that's the thing. Uh, apparently, he need he needed, at the start of the season, he needed, like, 20, 22 goals a season for, like, four years or something or whatever it is. I don't know in math. Don't don't be grabbing your calculator. Uh, it was just me splurting shit out. He needed something like that. But now, with the pace he's at, it's, like... He's on pace for like I think it was like 15 goals this season. That means he's got to put up 22 goals, or sorry, like 30 goals at one point in the next three years. Like it's, I don't know. Like I, I think he's got that drive to do it. I think maybe he's just in a like Ovechkin. I don't know. Uh, he's always been in this like uh, he always kind of scores in bunches. I've always found it through his career too. So I feel like this year. He's gonna hit twenty, twenty five, maybe, eventually. Like I think he'll he'll start scoring. He'll start he'll start uh, moving it. But it is what it is. I think he'll eventually pass Gretzky. I think that's you know that's his main goal right now. That's I think that's Washington Capitals' goal. You know they won a cup a couple of years ago. Like that's their goal is to just get OV that record. I mean it kind of sounds bad, but at the same time it's like. I mean, he won you guys your first Stanley Cup. Like, let's give him that record. Like, that's a huge record. And if you take down a Gretzky record, like, that's... I mean, no one's done it. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think uh, he'll keep playing until he does. He'll he'll be, like, 45 and still... If, if he doesn't have it by then, he'll still be out there. Yeah. Okay, last thing I got here, Yeggs. It's kind of a little bit of a trivia for you. Okay, uh, officially with all the coaching uh, changes, coaching firings, and then and the intakes, there's officially nine bald-headed coaches in the league. Can you name? You don't have to name the coach's name, but can you name the teams they coach? I don't think just naming the guys might be easier. Okay, name the guys then. Well, you got to talk it. We've talked about John yeah. Hines as well. No, Barry Trotz is a GM. He doesn't count. Oh, this is hard. Lane Lambert's bald. Wayne Lambert is, he? is no. He's not. He's not on this list. 
fuck, this is harder than I thought it so was. So you have talk it, you have talk it, and then um I said John Hines. John Hines, okay, so you got two. This is harder than I thought it was. <laughs> I thought that was just gonna be able to rattle. <laughs> oh Anaheim. Whatever that guy's no, name no is. Anna, no Anaheim no Anaheim's not on this list. He must have a little oh, hair. Like, he must have a little hair. <laughs> like it's just on the side. <laughs> he must. Because I got the I got this nice picture here, like this nice Sudoku board looking picture of like all nine coaches. Look I'm looking at him. Oh what? Uh, Phoenix's coach. Or yes, yes, you got one. Okay, that's three. Oh, this is <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would just be able to rattle this. <laughs> That's why he said team names, right? Well, I'm trying to think of both. Like, just probably I'm, think, I'm thinking of guys that I probably don't have jobs right now. <laughs> like Bruce Bruce has popped in my head like ten yeah. times. <laughs> I know it fucks you up. <laughs> I'm glad I'm at. I'm I'm asking the question. Like, there's a couple tough ones here, but there's a couple that I'm a little surprised you you you're not getting. I just keep flipping through names. <laughs> like, there's one. There's one here that I'm a little surprised. You want me to? You want me to finish this segment? You want me to tell yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, Ripper. Okay, so I don't know the names, but uh, so I'll probably fumble fuck them, but I'll try to. So uh, the Washington Capitals, uh, this Carnberry guy, he's got a nice bald head, just shiny. I'm looking at it right now; it's shiny. I've like, never seen him in my life. I've yeah, I know. Name, I've never seen him. So the new dude from uh, St. Louis, he's got a bald head. Okay, wouldn't have got that one either. So the uh, the the guy from uh, Columbus Blue Jackets that took over for Babcock, that dude, he's oh, got Pascal Vincent. Yeah, okay. he's all these ones you've mentioned. I had no shot. I've never seen. I've never yeah. seen a picture of any of them. Uh, Pascal Vincent, he's got a he's got a beard and a bald head. Like it's. He's, oh, the, he's the only one. He's the only one rocking bald and beard. So it's, I I think if you're bald, you gotta go with that look. Right? Like wouldn't you like come it is on. a pretty sick look. You got Rick Tockett, then you got Jim Montgomery. I'm surprised you didn't get Jim Montgomery. Oh, I should have yeah, I should have had that one. For the Boston Bruins. Uh you picked the Arizona guy, I don't even know his name, man. It's Andre Turney. Yeah, Turney, yeah. And then uh, Calgary Flames guy uh, Hester or hit Huska. Huska, yeah, Huska, uh, the dude uh, from uh, a guy I've never seen in a picture. Of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing when uh, <laughs> we're like going through, like all these guys are just all pretty much brand new coaches, so you don't even know what they look like. Uh, but uh, Detroit uh, Red Wings, yep, and then. Um, the guy that replaced Dean Everson on the Wild, uh, John Hine. Or no, yeah, you all already right. got that. So that's all I nine. Was say, D- Dean Everson was a bald guy. Yeah, too. Dean Everson was a bald. He looked like Creed from The Office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you seen that, him? That was that was another name that crossed my mind. Too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's nine. That's nine bald-headed coaches in the league, boys. Like that's and, that's and uh. Could, let me. I'm just crunching the numbers here right now. That's. What? No. It's it's over a quarter. Yeah. Eight eight would be a quarter. Yeah. So it's just over a quarter. Just over a quarter of the league is bald. Like that's I mean Who's the best bald headed coaches out of them all? Out of all, all those nine? Who, who, probably, who do you think? probably probably Montgomery. 
Yeah, I liked Montgomery when he was um, with the Stars, but he had that. Uh, he got uh, some sort of alcohol. Uh, he was he was alcoholic or something when he got fired yeah. from the Stars. But he was he had that Dallas Stars team playing like really good at that like when they were kind of right out out of their rebuild. He had him playing like hard. Yeah, no, he's been pretty good. He's been really good with Boston as well. Yeah. So I think he's the easy pick as the best Baldy right now. I And then, uh, you know what, second best, I'm, I'm going talk it, bro. Out of all these guys, I'm going talk yeah, I think it. Out of those guys, I'd probably go him as well because most of the guys we don't know shit about yet. Yeah. This the, 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 You know, the Detroit Red Wings guy, He he's uh, – He's all right, but I don't know. They're, Detroit's kind of sliding right now after they're like since they got Patty Kane. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll end up working itself out. I think there's because they had Larkin out for a bit too. I think. Yeah, um, Columbus coach he just won nine nine four versus Buffalo, but I guess Columbus fans, what I've seen on that Twitter or uh, formerly known as or formerly known as Twitter X. I guess what I've read is uh, they they hate everything about this team except for like Fantilli and a couple other pieces, Ken Johnson and shit. Like they, I don't know. It's like I don't know if you're that dog shit. Like just let the season ride out, boys. Yeah, I don't know how Kekalina uh, in there, the GM in Columbus, has survived for so long. Yeah, because he's on his like fourth coach or fifth coach. I think if you include Babcock. Yeah. Um, anyways, I guess we can uh, head into a uh, little bit of fantasy talk, boys. Yeah, we've been at it for a while already. I know, I know. We'll, uh, we'll get into that. There's a bunch of stuff to happen this week. I gotta bring it up. I feel like uh, you know the boys in Guernsey and then and Quatar or whatever. They need to hear about a uh, little hockey talk. Yeah. It gets the mind going to a little bit. It gets you kind of more engaged, I guess, when you talk a little bit more about the goings and the comings. I guess. Uh, first matchup, Yamari Yager versus uh, Keeper Harley Nor. Yamari Yager was very uh, – he, he he really thought you were going to win this one last podcast. He, you, I was starting to feel optimistic. You're feeling optimistic? That that should have been the first tell that I was going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, Keep Harley Nor takes her down 438 to uh, Jaeger's uh, 342.75. Nothing much going there except for uh, Jaeger getting hit another loss on the season. He's 1 and 9. That's brutal. Yeah, buddy. Um, Keep Harley Nor, uh, you know, 4 and 6. Uh, we, we, we were talking about it in the last podcast. Like, what do you guys got to win? Uh, keeper a little bit more hard, like he's got to turn his season around. So maybe this might be a turning point. Four thirty-eight. You know, he puts up a decent amount of points. It's a bit of a actually. Uh, I thought it was more of a high-scoring week this week. Everyone was kind of a lot of guys were hitting the four hundreds, but um, yeah, four thirty-eight for keeper Harley Nor. You know, get a win under the belt. Um, next matchup: Ano Regreskis or Sedin Limbo. Ah, uh, big stakes on this game. Um, you know, I took the L for tw- I hey, look at this, Yanks. Yeah, you see that? I do see that. You owe me a burger, motherfucker. I guess I do, yeah. I got a clean 420. Just a clean. Nice. Smoke weed every day. 
Burger Boys player of the week, except for I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Still got a burger though. I owe uh, I I owe Jensen a, a case of beer. Uh, he likes Guinness, so I'll get him some Guinness. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, with this, I'm pretty disappointed in, in in some shit I did. I was pretty vocal in the chat uh, earlier in the uh, week about uh, some issues that I made. Um, anyways, I don't need to rehash it, but uh, I fucked up some goalie ads, and it was just a massive mess. Uh, Carter, Carter Hart's been dealing with illness and it's kind of fucked up my whole rhythm. I was like, I was looking ahead at my week and I had a goalie start and I had enough ads to add a goalie and I had focus on each day, those goalies I was going to add. And I like, I was, it was all planned out. And then Carter Hart got an illness I picked up like Martin Jones and then the game had already started so I couldn't even start him and then he ended up getting a shutout that day or some shit. Oh, it was rough. It was rough. I hung I hung in there though for a bit, but uh you know Sadin Limbo, you know he needed a win. I gave him a win. He needed a win. Congrats Sadin. Um a lot of fraudulent talk about you, but uh uh you were able to beat me the 5 and 5 team. Congrats. We'll cool off him for this week. He he did what he needed to do. He almost yeah. put up 500. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he did good. Was that the highest? No. Third highest. No. Yeah, but it was, it was good numbers still. Good numbers. Good numbers. I uh, I definitely... Uh, you know what? So there's both... There's there's two winners in this matchup. I won the burger from Yags. Owes me a burger. And City uh, in Limbo... Uh, you, I owe you a case of beer, so it's cool. Um, what do you owe, you only, you owe me and Gator Burger this year, right? I hope you got, I hope everybody realizes that nobody is ever going to collect on that. <laughs> oh, I'm collecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our Gator and I are going to collect next time that we're together. We're collecting. Good luck. Oh, oh, fuck yeah, we are. Um, you're West, gonna need it. Speaking of Gator, man, whew, we were writing this guy off a bit, weren't we? I think we were, but he didn't write back. <laughs> he definitely didn't write back, man. This guy, four seventy nine point two five versus Pickle Peppers four oh one point five. Like dynamite performance. Dynamite's a little excessive, I think, but it was a good week for him. I don't know, man. You taking down pick? We were hyping up pickle peppers. Yeah, again, that's the first sign. Should have been wary of him this week. I don't know. If you think your team is good, you're fucked. Yeah, that's true. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. Pickle peppers. We kind of sewered you on the podcast. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, we. That's what. Side note. Some people complain that we negatively portray their team on this show. That's what you want. Once we think your team is good, once we start hyping you up, you're bound to get smoked. I know. Like- That's what happened to Peppers. We were all on the Peppers bandwagon. We we're all, we we're all uh, sucking them off on the show here, and he doesn't have a great week. Loses to Gator by quite a bit. A bit of a halt to the momentum. 
And the, so, yeah, don't complain if we don't like you. Yep. That's uh, uh, in a nutshell. Gator, man, went out there and, and took, a, took a nice dub. Get him into uh, seventh place there, five and five. You know, he's got he's to gotta still keep performing if he wants to keep doing it. Um, next matchup, this is another guy that we're, we're, uh, we were kind of hyping up last week. He won. Uh, bows and holes, 482.5. Things are stringing together. He, he took the the win versus Larry Love, who put up a pretty modest 427.5. Like, this was a matchup, and, and Bows and Hose takes a win. Um, he was in the he was in the doghouse at the start of the year. Like, we were chirping this guy, like, to nonstop. But, man, I think we got to start stroking off a little Bows and Hose, maybe get him a loss next week, right? Give him a podcast uh, debump. Word on the street is that he's back. <laughs> Word on the street he's back. Bows and Hose, the hottest team in the league. Hottest team in the league. Ex- yeah, stop him. Extra, extra, hottest team in the league. This guy, no one's stopping him. No one's stopping him. Larry Loveman stopped him last week. No, that's for sure. Uh, Bows and Hose, you know, like, he made that trade for Brock Besser and Philip Heronic right away as soon as that trade went down. Rototiller, sorry for mentioning it. As soon as that trade went down, Brock Besser scored a fucking hat trick. Like, and then he scored. He scored another goal the other day, but I don't think he got any points today in their five-two win. But I mean, Rototiller, buddy. Uh, he, but, that was a, back. <laughs> early, early returns are not looking good. Not looking good. Yeah. Um. But anyways, bows and holes. Uh, he takes the win. Uh, good job, Andre. Uh, we're proud of you out here at the Burke Boy Studio. We're hoping that you have a very successful season, and uh, we're really rooting for you. Um, next matchup, we got Martyrs Millions, four sixty-three point five. Nice, nice point total, like nice. But you know who he's playing? And Aho. Aho, Aho, let's go. Takes it five twenty. He gets a hundred over the four twenty. He just he just he just leapfrogged the 420, but you don't get nothing from that except for a win. It's a win. I think he'll take it. I think he'll take it. I don't think I don't think he's gonna bank on you uh, buying him a burger, but nobody should. It's <laughs> not gonna happen. Oh, buddy, it's happening. Good luck. Oh, let's go. Takes another win. I think on last podcast I was I was really I really thought that Martin's Million was gonna do it. And you know what? Man, kudos to Martin's Million. Four sixty three point five. You put up some points. But Although who they put in front of you. Exactly. If only you were playing someone else. So we're talking about Aho, let's go again. Fuck me. Yep. He's back. He's back. I thought maybe, I thought maybe he'd be average this year. No. Dangerous Rob knows what he's doing. Anyways. Shout out Dangerous Rob. Big comeback victories Monday Night Football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to we gotta mention this. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Dangerous Rob was playing Andre Bozenhoes, um in football this week. Just a massive comeback. 
Uh, last second touchdown, or last 30, was 30 seconds left in the game. Uh, it was like less than a minute. Yeah, and uh, uh, he needed he needed just three points, but then uh, his guy, his receiver, he needed three points all game. Like he needed six or eight points total, but his receiver never did anything for like the whole rest of the game since like the first quarter. Then he gets the game winning touchdown, walk off TD basically, and uh, gets the uh, gets the win versus Andre. It was a big moment for Dangerous Rob. I know he, I, he's listening right now and he's really proud of his team. Uh, good job out there, Rob. I we're, we're you know the boys, the Burger Boys Hockey foundation are, are really uh we're excited for you but uh i mean i mean we're not rooting for him no we're not rooting for him but at all but uh the the burger boys hockey foundations uh i uh, just want to send a little congratulations to you uh rototiller versus dirty dancers for the dog shit matchup of the week boys right this is not the dog shit matchup of the week the Low point scoring it low scoring if you added them all up yep this is this is the absolute dog shit match of the week. Congratulations, Rotiller. You got to win. <laughs> you did it. You beat Dirty Atta Dancers. You, but you scored three eighty nine point five. More than half the more than three quarters of the league would have beat you this week, bud. Really, really proud of you. You're seven and three. You're on a roll, Rotiller. I think you're gonna win. I think you're gonna win out the rest of the league. The rest of the year, you're gonna win out. Really proud of you. Dirty Dad just takes another loss. Not a big matchup, but I guess I can't. It's who they put in front of you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like after he did those trades, like he, he traded away two horses on his team that were like putting up some big numbers. Like, I feel like that was a bad move for Rhoda Diller. Early returns are not looking good. Not looking good. Maybe long term. I don't know. We might be just talking about our ass right now. But anyways. Yeah, it uh, is a long season, but early returns are not looking good. No. McElanthorn versus E-Money. E-Money, man. What the fuck happened here? So McElanthorn puts up 593.5. Like a massive score. We were Josh and McElanthorn's team last week, too. That's so what happens. We josh your team, and then you come back with a massive score. McElanthorn came up with 593.5. That's the highest score of the year so far, right? I think so, yeah. Definitely. Higher. Like, that's that's like we're talking about extended week scores when we're talking about that. You know what I mean? When they have, like, the all-star break, when you have a little bit extra of a week. I think this is the thing we were doing last year or the year before. Where like a few teams hit six hundred in a week, this is kind of one of those weeks. Didn't quite hit the six, but pretty damn close. And E money, it kind of looks like he just threw in the towel at some point this week. Yeah, I mean you're uh, you're down by so much. I like why do you even look at it, right? Probably but just, like just looked at McIlaner's score and just like threw your phone away. Uninstall you, the uninstall the app. For the case of it, can you just look at McElanthorn's team? I just want to see like that's pretty impressive to be putting up five ninety three point five. I just want to see who is putting all the seventy two uh, from yeah, McKinnon had a huge week. What is it? Oh my god. Christian fifty two Kachuk fifty one. Just a lot of like really oh good numbers. Oh my gosh. Let's look at 
Joey Decord was 66. Joey Decord was 66 points. Oh, man. Hmm. Nick's a fantasy genius this week. Joey, oh, only nine. <laughs> he did this despite only 19 from Luke Shen. Yeah, one assist, though. Kadri with 43.25. Oh, man. What a, what a roster I, this week. If I see Nick score 600 points in a week, I'd assume Luke Shen would have at least 100. Yeah. <laughs> and really good job. Good job, Not brother. a lot of great, great numbers out there, but yeah. Nick gets the job done. Gets the job done and, and just thrashes E-Money. Absolutely oh. thrashes him. Um, there's one thing, um, one second, just go ahead. All right, go ahead into the previews. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going ahead into the previews. First one, we've got myself, we got Aho. As of Tuesday night, when we're recording this, LA and San Jose are still playing but other than that it's pretty much all a Tuesday I'm down 179 and a half or I'm down 155.75 to Ajo's 179 and a half yeah I'm gonna put up like 350 Ajo's gonna put up like 400 because he doesn't need 500 this week not too much else to say looks pretty looks not bad you're putting up some points so far though yeah, see how it goes, but I still take Aho, but I, I like your I mean one fifty five point seven five, you're you're definitely I think it it might be a week here, Yags, where you are gonna outscore most of the league and then you're gonna still gonna lose because you're playing Probably. Aho. That's exactly what's happening. That's gonna that's exactly what's gonna happen. But yeah. I mean Aho, congrats on the win, buddy. I'm gonna have some balls and take my team this week. Oh no. Really? Might as well. Yeah, might as well, eh? Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> is that Shia LaBeouf? I have no idea. Who that's, that is. that's Shia. That's Shia LaBeouf. Don't I... let your dreams be dreams. Make them a reality. Um, okay, one thing. Uh, circle back. Um, there's two trades this week. Yikes. You want to pull those up? Uh, while Yeggs is pulling those up, I'll go through. I got my matchup versus uh, Larry Love. Uh, what? Oh, I, I totally missed this. Okay, you're ripping them up right now? Okay, so we've got Evander Kane from Bose, or from um, uh, Rototiller. He's sending uh, Bose and Hose. They're making a second trade in one week. Six days apart from their big uh, blockbuster Philip Peronic uh, Brock Besser trade there. Uh, so he's uh, Bozenholz is sending Alex Ovechkin to um, Rototiller for Evander Kane. Evander Kane, he's sitting at a pretty nice hefty, uh, I think he's like th- ranked 36 on the league right now. Alex Ovechkin's probably ranked 112, I'm assuming. 127. 127. As we talked about earlier, Alex Ovechkin's kind of been in a slump. There's always, you know, he might break out. You know, like it's weird that we're talking about Ovi like this, right? Like that's that's my boy. Like that's like 
Like that's I watched him my whole life, but it's weird that we're talking about him. But he is thirty eight years old. Like is, but uh, I honestly I gotta side with bows and holes on this trade, man. He's getting some strict yeah, value out the out of this, man. Yeah, Kane's doing pretty well, and he's got a good keeper value too. And I guess Rotatil is just trying to buy low on Ovi. Yeah. Because o- Ovi's been a first-round pick, basically. Every year we've done this. Yeah. This league, kind of a premier asset. I think Darius is just hoping Ovechkin will turn it around. Yeah. Because if, if he does, we we all know what he's capable of when yeah. o- Ovi's 100%. And, but like, yeah. there's still – it's like, oh, like no one can predict it. Like, okay, I can we, we can be like – what would happen is uh, Ovi goes on a massive scoring streak, and we'll be like, oh, that's just Ovi. And then the rest of the season, he's just performing the way he is. It's like, ah, maybe, you know, like he's down. Like, everyone can predict each way. We're not really expecting much out of Ovi. Rototiller is just trying to buy into that. Maybe he's just going to break out for like a, a stretch run, maybe a playoff, maybe Ovi gets hot right at the end of the season for in, in a couple playoff rounds, but I mean, Evander Kane's been a bit of a horse for him this year. Evander Kane does get injured though. He does. I think he's playing hurt right now. So that's that's one ticker, you know. If Evander Kane season-ending injury, Alex Ovechkin he doesn't have season-ending injuries. Never has. Why'd you go jinxer boy like that? <laughs> oh, he's never had a season. Come on. I can't jinx it on this podcast. On this shitty podcast, I won't jinx it. You don't know that. No, oh, he's not having a season ending injury. We're we're worldwide, buddy. Okay, uh next trade. Um I traded Maddie Berners to uh E Money for Kevin Fiala. Uh I added a fifteenth and uh he added an eighteenth. Honestly, I was probably just gonna drop Benares. I added the fifteenth. Um, uh, the fifteenth to me is is about the same as the eighteenth. I like drafting late in the rounds. Get good keeper value. Not a big deal to me. I just wanted to get rid of Matty Benares, and I didn't want to just drop him to feel the embarrassment of having him on my team like this long. Yeah, because yeah, he's kind of been slow to oh start oh my the god year. he's been awful dude he's been but awful I mean, he's, he's a young guy fiala hasn't done a whole lot either there's no way That's- there's no way andy benares was my rookie keeper this year and uh he looked like he was good like last year he was good he was the best rookie he was outstanding he was uh ranked 100 100 to 90 like in that range for a rookie keeper, I'll keep him. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm not keeping him. I think he's going to be worth a tenth this this year. Like, I'm not keeping him for a tenth. Like, I have no value in Matty Benares. Uh I think eventually he might be good. But I don't know. I wanted a little – I wanted some L.A. action. And I wanted Kevin Fiala. I know he's he acts – Kevin Fiala has been on waivers this year. And I could have had him for free at one point, but that point isn't now. Yeah, and that that 
Honestly, like, like I said, that 15th to 18th round does not mean much to me. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just a nice little minor deal, but it's good yeah. to see those. I wanted to trade Ben Benares, and I understand. And the worst part about it is he's a natural center. So it's like, I don't know. I had this thing against natural centers. I don't like having them. I don't like rostering too many because it's it limits your roster, right? Yeah, no, not a not an earth shattering deal. See yeah. how it turns out. But anyways. We'll uh, head up back to our uh, matchups. I got Aino Rogowski versus Larry Love. I got 96 on a Tuesday night to Larry Love's 115.75. Um, I mean, this is, I think this is going to be a close matchup right to the end. Larry Love's yeah, putting up numbers. It'll be pretty close. Teams are pretty similar, I think, as far as talent level goes. I think it'll be whoever makes the right moves throughout the week or get gets the right ad on the right day kind of thing probably ends up taking this one it could go either way yeah exactly you pick up a guy and then maybe he scores two goals that day right you know what I mean uh, Larry Love he, in all honesty Larry Love he, he needs to get a win here right like, like well, both of you do I think well both but this is just an all. This is a true classic fantasy hockey matchup. This is a classic fantasy hockey matchup. We both need to win, and it's not going to hamper our seasons. But we're right there in the same position that we like. We got to clean up business. Both of us are thinking the same thing, same mindset. Clean up business. Get her done. Um, next matchup, we got West Coast Express versus Keeper Harley Nair. West Coast Express off that beautiful, beautiful win. Guy's buzzing right now. He's he, cur- is, he is buzzing for real, for real. Currently leading 115 to 103.75 versus Keeper Harley Nair. 5-5 five and five West Coast Express. Keeper Harley Nair is at a 4-6-0. and oh. This is another matchup like the Larry Love Aino Rogreski's matchup. These boys are they're vying for a position. They're they 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 need to put their stamp on this league. They need to get some wins. They need to both of these teams are like you know what I mean? This is pivotal matchups. These are pivotal playoff matchups. This is like you know, you got a four and six and a five and five. Like that's, and then you got Bows and Hose, right? You know that he's kind of wrapping up. He's he's you know top dog of the league right now. Like just like ripping it up, right? Like you know that the one playoff spot might be taken from Bows and Hose, right? I don't know. Um, this is a hard one to even choose a guy for, but I'm I'm going Gator. I'm going Gator all the way. Sorry, Jonathan. I'm going Gator as well. He 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 might be back. I think Gator's back. I I honestly do. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm changing my pick to keeper now that we've both said Gator's back. Because oh. once we're both team is back. Yeah, I know. Maybe we should just both go keeper, and then Gator wins. Yeah, that. 
Ah, leave my original pick. I'll pick Gator. I won't. I won't die. I'm going dig yeah. dig too deeply into it. I'll just be. I'll just happily be wrong. Yeah, I'll go Gator. I'm I'm going Gator. Okay, next matchup we got Martyrs Millions versus Balls and Holes. Martyrs put up fifty point seven five. Balls and Holes already at one twenty point seven five. Balls and Holes is buzzing. Hottest team in the league right now. Uh, just riffing it up. Uh, we got Martyrs Millions not really putting up much. Not nothing on a Tuesday night. It's not looking good. Bows and hoes it, takes this win. It's never good when you have noticeably less points than everybody else after the Tuesday games. Like, that can't be a good sign. Got to yeah. go Andre here. Yeah, Andre. This one looks pretty tight. Rototiller, Pickle Peppers. Pickle Peppers up 156.25. Rototiller's 149.75. Yeah, they're this, both... Put up points. This would be a good one, right down to the wire. Yeah, we got when or Tuesday. So today was a big hockey day. Tomorrow, I think we got a couple games, but uh, really, I think this one comes down to Saturday's games, right? It's it's. What do you? Saturday, I'd even say Sunday. Yeah. Or do they do they play Sunday? They play Sunday. There's there's game Sundays, but there's I mean no Saturday. Monday. Saturday. No, tw- no, no games on the 25th or 26th, right? Oh, shit. It's Christmas. Yeah, buddy. Only six more sleeps, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't even know I when mean, the shutdown is. Sunday. So what day is Christmas? 25th, but <laughs> what day is Christmas? No, but what day is it? Like Monday, Tuesday? Yeah, it's next Monday. So they might not. They might shut her down Sunday. I think they do twenty fifth, twenty sixth for the shutdowns. Here, fucking go look it up quickly. Because uh, I'm curious. You think they play on Christmas Eve? I could have only. I could have always sworn it was twenty fifth, twenty sixth. They take off. Yeah, get their oh, nope. Zero games Sunday. Okay, so it's all Saturday, but Saturday everyone looks like they're playing except for two teams. Oh, it's 24, 25, and 26. So no games next Monday, Tuesday either. Okay. Just PSA for the boys. Hey, this is this might be an interesting week because there's a lot of more jam-packed games. Uh, this is interesting. This matchup's gonna come down to Saturday. Saturday's for the boys. Let's go. Saturday is for the boys. Uh next matchup we got McElanta versus City and Limber. City and Limber is at one third. 15.5 versus McElanterns, uh 121.5. McElanterns, big uh big juicy win last week, eh? Like with that almost hitting big, that six the six hundo. Big numbers. Big numbers. So he's you know like this. We were Josh and his team pretty bad. Like we were saying he he ain't he ain't that great. But if he can. Take down Sadin Limbo this week. He might be good. He might be good. He might be. Only one way to find out. 
Nathan McKinnon's going hard right now. I don't know. He, like, Nathan McKinnon goes hard for, like, stretches at a time, eh? Like, he goes yeah. hard. He, he goes in hard mode. Like, you know when you're playing uh, Xbox or something when you're a kid and you stand up when it's, like, a Wait. fucking ready, like, you got to get shit going mode? That's what Backlant or uh, McKinnon does. Like, I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, he just stands up and he, he, he goes hard. I don't know. Big ticket guy. Big ticket guy. I think he. Uh, I'm still gonna take. I'm gonna take Sidney Lumbo though. I think. I think uh, cools off here. I'm gonna go McElhinney. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty even right now. I mean, they're within ten points, right? So. Yeah. Same record, seven and three. Um. Next matchup, we got Dirty Dancers eat money. I don't like what I've seen out of E Money last uh, last week. He's down one thirty one and a half to one twenty one. He's got to get his shit together here. But Dirty Dancers, other than Jaeger, other than Jaeger, Dirty Dancers feels like I I feel like he's like uh, kind of like um, one of the worst teams. But you know what? He's still spicy. I don't know. It's weird. Not having a good year, but E Money's he's been on a bit of a slide here. He's he's got to win this one. He's got to figure it out. This is the one. Like, come on, you got to beat this. You got to take this down. You got to stop the bleeding somehow. Like when I beat E Money two weeks ago, I was all stoked because I thought E Money was like a top tier team. I thought he was like a fucking. I mean, he's still six and four, but I thought he was like money. He's still th- thoroughly in there. Yeah. But he's he's on a bit of a slide right now, and he's he's got to get out of it. And he's got to take the, down your... This, this is the matchup he needed, I think, to get out of it. Because Dirty Dancers hasn't been so hot this year. But he's he's got to take care of business here. If he loses this one, I think I think we, he got to go into panic mode. Oh, yeah. Start making that some trades. Just, that, being, that being said, I I think he takes care of business. Yeah, you know what? I think I got Dirty Dancers here. Spicy. Yeah, I think uh, Dirty Dancers has one of his really good weeks. Well, let's see, see how it goes. Right on. Okay, well, that's the matchups, boys. Fucking, uh, let's do a little Puck Doku just for mine Jaeger's sake. Yeah. I've heard feedback that people don't like this, but we're doing it anyways. Yeah, it's more. It's actually more for me and Jaeger to do. Yeah, I'm supposed to take these screenshots and put them in the chat, but I never do. Okay, on the horizontal, we got uh, Ducks, Avalanche, and 50 plus game played playoff career. On the um, uh, vertical axes, we got Oilers, uh, uh, Canadians, and Capitals. Are right. you going first? Yeah, you're going first. Actually, you predict what I'm going to do. There's a very obvious one that you know, a a guy you know I love to answer with. Is it uh, Stahan? No. Come on, buddy. It's Jocelyn Tebow. Oh, Jocelyn Tebow. Only 5%. Our show isn't catching on if Jocelyn Tebow isn't 100% the answer. 
That's when we know we've made it, I think, is when the Puck Dokus are 100% Jocelyn Tebow every time. On to you, buddy. Oh, man. Um... Capitals, Docs, Elias, Eller. Or Eller. Oh, no, no, fuck. No, 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 no. I don't want that one. That, that's a mistake. I was about to say that's... That's a mistake. What the fuck was I thinking? Um, You're probably thinking Montreal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, It won't work, though, because they're on the same axis. uh, Oh, shit, man. Ducks, Oilers, uh, Pronger. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm struggling, actually, with this board. She could have taken Joffrey Lupul. Or a number of other guys. Oh, yeah. I could take a Ryan Whitney. <laughs> the Wit Dog. I could take the Wit Dog. And what am I to go? I need to go Oilers. 50 playoff games. Vincent Damfus. Whew. 0.2%. Whew. Whew. You're probably you're you're probably the second person to guess that today, with a point two. Yeah, not a lot of people have guessed him. I'm betting. Yeah, I'm not taking Wayne Gretzky or Mark Messier, any of those guys. Uh, um, back to you. Oh man, so fifty plus playoff career. I'll do Saku Koivu, uh, Canadians, uh, Ducks. Fuck. I don't know, man. This is uh, actually kind of a tough word for me. Oh, I got one somewhere. Oh, I got one. This one's probably an easy one, but I'm taking it. Kevin Shattenkirk, Washington, Colorado. Oh, 1%. 1%? Really? I think a lot of people forget that he played for Colorado. Yeah. I know, because he, it was just the first couple. It was when he was a rookie. And he was pretty good when he was a rookie, too. Like He, he, he put up numbers for Avalanche. Man, Oilers Avalanche players. Like, they don't. Oh, uh, Andrew Cogliano, Oilers, uh, Avalanche. That's probably the most common. 14, not too bad. Hmm. Where do I want to go with this board? The playoff games, like, I could think of a lot of names, but I'm trying to think of the oddball. I know, me too. It's career too, right? Like, it's like, uh, it's not just. It's not just with the team. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Could be anybody. Oh, where do I want to go? It could literally be anyone. Ah, let's rip it. Another guy I like to rip every now and then. Steve Shutt, Montreal, 50 career playoff games. 1%. Not bad. Oh, man. I'm probably an idiot for doing this, but I think he's pretty close to 50 right now. Uh, Chandler Stevenson, Capitals. 
Yeah, baby. Point three percent. Fuck, that's pretty good. That's another one I think you forget is he was a Washington guy. Yeah. Well, he won the cup. He won the cup, right? With against Vegas, and then he's been in the playoffs since. So I was like, I was trying to add it up. I was like, you play an average of twenty-two playoff games a year. So you won the cup with Capitals. He won the cup with Vegas, and then he had in between years there where he was always on the playoff team, right? So. Yeah, I think you do the two cup runs together. It's probably like forty-five games. Yeah, plus the middle in betweens. All right, I'll finish her off. I'm pretty sure Ron Ron Tugnet works here. Fuck. No, you didn't get her. So what? Did I win? <laughs> I don't know. How do we call that? How do you? So, so do you have a? Do you have a just an average duck capital? That's played. That's. Uh, Oh, Ryan's. No, no, no. I was about to say Ryan Strom. That doesn't work because Dylan Strom plays yeah. for Washington and Ryan Strom plays for Ducks. Why can't I draw a good one? I that? can't even draw just a regular name from it. Let's, let's see options. Uh, view stats. Oh, Sonny Milano is the most. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could I could use Shattenkirk. I used him. Oh, Brutus. Oh, oh, Smith Bally. Smith Bally is an easy one. My, my awe was for Sergei Fedorov. Oates. Adam Oates, Dustin Peglin, Penner. Dustin Penner. Go follow, Dust, go follow Dustin Penner on Twitter. He's pretty, or X. He's pretty sick. Anyways, he boys. Like- that was uh, Puck Doku. I, I guess people don't like it when we play it, but you know what? I like playing it with Jaeger, so we're just going to keep doing it. Fuck you guys. Yeah, this, is, this isn't for you guys. Yeah. This is for us. You still listen to it, so. like Mike Green. Just... Oh, oh, that would, oh. That would, that would, this is Edmonton 50 playoff games. I'm looking for Vinny Donfus. That would have been a banger, I guess, though. I just, like, I couldn't wrap my head around some players that I wanted, like. That's what it is with this. It's, like, 50 playoff games. There are, like, so many. Yeah. And on the spot, it's hard. Anyways, boys, um, good uh, podcast. See you next week. Um, Cheers. Merry Christmas. This is our last one before Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, I don't know. Are we going to do a Christmas special? Are you Are you available for that 29th when we're going to the Vipers game? Have you figured that out? Uh, they haven't told me yet. They haven't told you yet. Because I think we we could sneak in about like a 30-minute maybe like uh, quick potty. Might be able to. If you're available. I still have to find out. Piper's game. Uh, January, er, um, December 29th, Viper's game. The Burger Boys are going out to uh, Viper's game. Maybe the Vipers will let us record live at the multiplex. Yeah, we should. We should bring all our equipment over. Doing live interviews. From- yeah, with like ringside, ringside. <laughs>
This should let us do it. We'll get the boys. Hey, we'll get a big invite. Uh, the boys are going to uh, the. It's it's our biggest uh, live event, boys, of the year. Um, Burger boys are going to the Vipers game, the 29th of December. Uh, be there, and uh, hopefully we'll record a Christmas special podcast. Who knows? Right there, on. Be square. See you in the uh, the new year. Yeah, honestly, probably not going to do a podcast next week unless we do that Christmas podcast. Probably take a week off. Unless we yeah, do, we'll... unless we do the Christmas special, but count. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Count count for a week off. All right, boys. Good night.